Good morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977 or visit us on the web at KenmoreTeam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, you survived uh, Thanksgiving? Oh, absolutely. Good. And uh, more importantly, and and the topic of today's show, um, Black Friday real estate deals, you didn't get trampled. I see that you're still alive. No, we do most of our stuff online. In fact, the wife was already done two weeks ago. Oh, but you're going to miss Cyber Monday. Oh no! They started everything now yeah. weeks ago, right? Yeah, there were there were Black Friday ads around <laughs> Halloween. Exactly. That you are a hundred percent correct on on that one for sure. Well, before we um, jump into the topic today, we always like to start off with our crazy celebrity real estate story. Mm-hmm. Um, and McKay, this week, interestingly enough, um, it is about um, Elon Musk. Uh, he had, you know, I think we talked about it a year or two ago, had decided to sell all of his homes. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to just live in like a rental that he rents from his SpaceX company in Texas. Um, but get rid of the management and the brain space, as he said, and possessions of having a house. And so he decided to Fizbo his last, um, <laughs> you know, thirty-seven million dollar mansion. And guess what happened? He took a loss. Well, no, it didn't sell. Oh. Even worse, it didn't. It didn't sell at all. Mm. Um, recently, though, he had listed it. Granted, with a five million dollar price drop, um, but still above what he paid for it in 2017. He paid twenty three million dollars for this property just outside wow. of San Francisco. Now it's on a huge piece of property for that area, like over forty acres. Um, but he is now um, that ha- that property has sold once he Ooh. did the price drop and listed with the agents. And so um, I will just tell you, I wonder if when he fizzboed, he said to himself, I mean, it's not rocket science. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you knew that was coming. You knew I had to slip it in there, McKay. But it was great. Okay. And it's true. (laughs) Perfect. Well, actually, it is rocket science. There was a little bit of science in there. uh, uh, Maybe marketing science Mm -hmm. in there for sure. So that brings me to um, to today's topic, and then we'll have a, a local story as I mix in here to um, some of our points. And it, it's something that we get asked a lot, and people come to us and we start working with people. And so in honor of um, just finishing up um, Black Friday shopping yesterday and Cyber Monday, um, people always ask, where are the Black Friday deals in real estate? Mm. What you know? What? How do I get that deal? And a lot of times, people will come to us and be like, "Well, I'm only gonna. We're looking for a house, but we're only gonna buy if we if we get a deal." And so, the first thing that I generally do in that situation is sit down with people and say, "Okay, well, in your um, mind, what does a deal mean for you?" 
Does that mean 10% off of any listed price that we look at? Um, does that mean below market? Does that mean at market? So the first thing I like to do is kind of define what, what a deal means because there's that's different for that's different for everybody. Yeah. But this kind of goes back to the old saying in real estate. Um, uh, and, you know, I brought this up and talked about it. And, and there's a saying in real estate, and a lot of people have heard it. Um, what What's the best way to get a value on a house or a deal? And you might have even heard your grandparents say, buy the worst mm-hmm. house in the best neighborhood. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard that advice or seen that or read that, but you'll have people say that to you and they'll be like, yeah, absolutely. The only way to get a deal or to get value is to buy the worst house in the best neighborhood. Um, hmm. And there's a lot there's a lot wrapped up in, into, into <laughs> yeah. that saying. And it, it's just one of those great, you know, that, you know, the dad says, you know, to their kids or the grandparents said. Um, in its essence... It's not terrible advice if we're talking about Black Friday shopping and deals in real estate, but you do have to look into what that means. And so one of the things that means is generally um, certain areas, um, neighborhoods, um, cities, um, close to parks, etc., some will have a higher value than others. Like if yeah. we look at like the average price per square foot of we and we do this every year when we do the when we do the review show um, of what happened in January and we go over what is the average price per square foot in Pasco versus Richland versus Kennewick and West Richland. And so we break all that down. Well, that happens in neighborhoods um, sometimes also. And so when we we look at those average, you know, price per square foot. One of the reasons the advice is buy the worst house in the best neighborhood is some of it is wrapped up in that neighborhood. What what is the neighborhood factor? Mm-hmm. So if houses generally sell, you know, in you know Hampton Heights for three hundred dollars a square <laughs> foot, and, you know, mm-hmm. or or they're or they're in you know heavenly heights and they're $250 a square foot is the average. And so we look at that and say, okay, regardless of what I buy, I'm going to get roughly a $50 a square foot bump over here versus over there. So then the next thing is, well, gosh, um, I can't really afford afford that or homes in that neighborhood normally sell for 600,000, but my budget's only 500. Well, hmm. sometimes if it's condition-wise, you might have to do some work on the property or put some sweat equity into it. But if there's a condition issue and you're able to find a deal in that neighborhood for 500 that maybe needs a little bit of work um, or it was outdated and needed a remodel, um, you'll naturally build equity faster than you would in another spot. So don't ignore the grandparents. When you heard that <laughs> advice of buy the worst house in the best neighborhood, there is some truth to that. However, um, asterisk, caveat, however you want to say it, coming yes. up is you still want to make sure it's uh, structurally sound. And yes. There's not some additional. Not things, a money pit. Not a money pit in there that that you don't that you don't know about. The second point that I wrote down. Um, is how to get a Black Friday deal in real estate is position yourself to be in a price point 
that has less competition. Hmm. So, for instance, we hear all along people, you know, we're talking to clients, especially over the last couple of years. And we're saying, hey, why don't you sell your current house? You've got a lot of equity that is built up there. And then why don't you do a move up and buy a bigger house? And a lot of times they'll say, well, of course you want me to sell my house, but I know the, I listen to your radio show. I know what the inventory is. Um, what am I going to buy if I sell this? Yes. Well, one of the things that we talk to people about finding a deal is look at what's happening in the different price points. And just because your house might have a ton of competition, multiple offers, maximizing value, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that the move up price point has that same type of competition. So you might be able to maximize your value at a lower price point and then buy in a price point that doesn't have as much competition. So just for instance, when you look at the stats in the Tri-Cities last month and you look at, say, a super popular price point, 350 to 399 And when you look at that um, last month, there were 82 homes sold in that price point, roughly 19% wow. of the market. But let's say you were moving up to, you were really going to stretch. You're like, I'm going to sell that $375,000 house that mm -hmm. I bought for two hundred, dollars you know, years, years ago. And I think I'm going to move up to five hundred, dollars you know, and purchase five, five fifteen. dollars Well, when you look at that segment of the market, only 19 homes were sold in Tri-Cities last month in that segment, representing only... 4%. So you're selling a house in a segment that had massive, massive momentum, probably multiple offers, lots of transaction um, transactions, and you're buying at a price point that doesn't have as much as much competition. And so looking at that, there's an there's an opportunity there to use your equity to maximize value and potentially get one of these deals in real in real estate. So just because the market's tight, there are still there's still inventory inside. In yes, and in, in certain price and points. in certain segments, there's way more that, than other segments. And so if you pay attention to that and know what that's like, ask your real estate agent about that, what that looks like. Um, you can search within that price point, uh, and sometimes there's some micro trends in there, and there's good value built into into that data and into those transactions for people. The third thing that I wrote down because we do this all the time, um, and it's another way to get what I call those Black Friday real estate deals. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down what I call this is solve a problem that someone else is willing to solve. And so I can't tell you how many times I've had different clients, um, mm. excavators, for instance, They're, I mean, I've, you know, are some of my best clients because I, I tell you what, excavators, people that own excavation companies, they look at real estate much different than you and I do. If there's a lot that has a goalie in it or a hill or something that needs to be filled in, they're like, uh, this is what I do all day long. I own an excavation company. They mm -hmm. look at that lot much differently than you do. I've sold number number of properties to owners of excavation companies and people in the excavation business because they can solve that problem. They fix the that, lot that, themselves. They fix the lot themselves. They have that built-in sweat equity. And it doesn't just stop there. When I think about some of the best clients I, I've had over the years, 
uh, finished carpenters or carpenters. I've sold numerous, numerous transactions to people in that trade. And we'll walk into a house that hasn't sold. It's been on the market a while. It's beat up. And they walk in and look at it and they're like, Lance, this is this is fantastic. This is what I do all day long. I've got the tools. Um, can we get this house at a discount? And a lot of times we are able to do that. And then they go in and they rip out that trim and they put in new trim and and they do it after work or on the weekends. And they already have the tools and they have the equipment. Um, HVAC guys are, are another one. I mean, I've got HVAC clients and technicians that work for HVAC companies. I, I mean, a lot of times they've had me specifically look for houses that had terrible HVAC systems because <laughs> they knew that's a big ticket item that comes up on inspections. Or if an inspection has failed because an HVAC system is failing, a lot of times they'll be like, Lance, if you run into that case, you know, and that's a fifteen, eighteen thousand $18,000 problem for somebody, it's only a $7,000 problem for me. Mm-hmm. There's some built-in equity there. Call me on that. So um, that that's a great one, too. I've had electricians is another one um, where they've had an outbuilding or a shop that just had a gravel floor and didn't have electrical. So I've sold it to an electrician. Um, I remember a guy just made this place fantastic. He went in, he got all the permits, he wired the shop. And then, in fact, this guy was so smart. He also he wired the neighbor's shop because the neighbor did cement work. So he wired the neighbor's shop, and then that guy poured a cement floor in it. When we went to resell that property, he took a, you know, a twenty-five thousand dollar pole building, and by the time we went to resell that thing, it was valued, you know, eighty, ninety thousand dollar gorgeous shop. Wow! And so, you know, I just say, look at the skill sets that you have, especially if you're in the trades and that and that type of position, and then use that to solve a problem that the owner has. Uh, another very unique one that we've done before is is I wrote an offer once. Um, I was representing somebody from a paint company and, and he said, you know what, we're going to come in a little bit low because here's what we're approved for and here's what we're comfortable with. But I want you to go ahead and write the offer, Lance, at that price and then include in the offer that I will paint the seller's new house that they're buying. Ooh. So so he came in a little bit low, but then he he said, you know, you know, it was a big house. This seller was selling this house contingent and buying another one that needed paint. And then through the agents, we figured that out. And so, you know, they came in low on their offer, but they said, hey, when you move to your new house within a month and a half, I will repaint the exterior of, of your new house. Not and we got bad. the new put together. It went together. It worked. And so... So solving those problems that somebody else is unwilling to solve. When we come back here from the first break, we're going to get our pick three. And um, the turkey eating and Thanksgiving did not slow down our listing department for putting on some amazing new inventory. And then we're going to talk about three other avenues to find the Black Friday, Cyber Monday real estate deals in the market. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Um, I hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and um, recovered from the Black Friday shopping. So we're talking today about deals in real estate, similar to our Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. So we're talking about deals in real estate. 
Before we jump into some of those points and how to find that, I've got to pick three. Speaking of deals in real estate, we have been busy putting on some inventory around Tri-Cities. Even during these holiday weeks, it still doesn't, the market does not stop. Pick number one, I'm going to actually take you out to Connell, 540 East Edison. This is a three-bedroom, two-bath Rambler, um, 1,352 square feet, light and bright with vaulted ceilings, laminate wood flooring throughout. Living room has a large bay window, formal dining room. The kitchen has ample cabinet space, lots of counter space, breakfast bar, walk-in pantry, You've got the split bedroom design, roomy secondary bedrooms, and then sliding off the dining room to an open patio and a fully fenced yard. Finished two-car garage, and that's coming in at $249.9. Pick number two, taking you out to Benton City, 16104 West Yakutat. Um, Great, peaceful country property, sits on five acres, panoramic views, three-bedroom, two-bath with a den, 2,255 square feet, open great room concept, lots of natural light, spacious living and family rooms. Um, You have French door entry to the office and den, great kitchen that has an island, pantry, and eating bar, perfect for entertaining. Um, Also here, um, split bedroom design, private master suite with a slider to a private deck and hot tub. And you've also then got the detached two-car garage, open patio area, lots of space, fenced area for a dog run, garden areas. And this is coming in at 439. Wow. So that gets you off Yakutat Place, Ben City, 439. And then pick number three, 152 Hills West Way in Richland. This is beautiful, modern style. This six-bedroom, four-bath, Rambler with a basement. Um, 2851 square feet, open layout has vaulted ceilings, large living room, um, gorgeous LVP floors, modern kitchen. They've updated as quartz counters, island, breakfast bar, professional series stainless steel appliances. I mean, this place is absolutely dialed in. Finished basement has a big family room, slider out to the patio, lots of extra storage. Down there, you've got three generously sized bedrooms, two bathrooms, and a laundry room. Then you go outside, you've got a garden area, huge, fully fenced backyard, and then you've got a gate that leads out to the Hills West Park. So it's like your your yard is like double the space because you've got the park right there. That's coming in at five hundred and sixty thousand. Wow! So there's some there's some great opportunity out there in the market right now. Speaking of opportunity, we've been talking about finding those deals in real estate. Everybody comes to us and they said, you know, I, I want to buy, but but I want a deal, and so we narrow that down and go with go through what that looks for. Um, and so people will say, well, how am I going to get that? What does that look like? Um, before the break, we talked about some of those avenues, and I've got three or four other points here about what that looks like. And the the one I had written down is um, is the fourth one. We talked about three before the break, but the fourth one I wrote down was transitional areas where the zoning can be changed, 
where the zoning can be changed mm. or say the lot can be can be changed. So a great example that I, I just had a client do last year that I went over was um, is there was a there was a three acre lot that was for sale. Um, and when we looked at that, that three acre lot was priced at three hundred thousand. But my client, they only needed one acre. And so as we were looking around and we had seen a lot of one acre lots, um, a lot of those were selling for 125000 And so we looked into the zoning, looked at what that looked like. But let's say you take that, you pay 300000 and you buy, you go ahead and buy that three acre lot, but you're able to have it surveyed and, and do some work and go through the planning process. And you're able to break that up into three one-acre lots. Mm. And even, uh, you know, I put in some cost there. So now let's say we we looked before we bought. We knew one-acre lots were selling for one twenty-five. We sell off two of them. So now we've got 250000 from selling those off. And we're left with our one-acre lot that we originally wanted. And that and that's only 50000 But let's be realistic and say that it cost us 25000 to get it done. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're into your one acre lot for only $75,000 um, because you are willing to go through the process, do the paperwork, have some surveys, line some stuff up. So changing the zoning or changing the structure or the layout of lots and land, that's another great way to find those type of Black Friday deals and build equity into your into your real estate deals. Mm. The fifth thing that I wrote down is just classic, and you don't even have to be very skilled at a trade or into something like that, but is just classic, good, old sweat equity. And sometimes it's just a matter of lining up the work. I can't tell you how many clients we've had that have bought a property that they saw potential into, but they weren't necessarily very handy, but they said, you know, I'm in, I'm in construction management or I do management at my job and I can line up over the course of the next year, these three contractors to redo the trim and put these floors down and do that. And just managing all that. I've seen clients in the last four to five years make, you know, upwards of two, three, and even in some cases, $400,000 on properties um, by just being willing to manage that process and put that and put that all together. Also, paint, landscaping. I mean, most people can paint. Now, not everyone, yes. so do not take that as a license. I've seen homes where they couldn't. But <laughs> it, it, if you, if you, sorry, I had to throw that disclaimer out there. I just had flashbacks of some houses where, like, it runs all over the trim. I'm not oh. joking. Um, but most can do paint, and that's a great way to freshen mm-hmm. a place up. Landscaping is another good one. You know, pulling out old trees. Um, doing some basic trimming, cleaning up, landscaping and cleaning and hauling off garbage. It's amazing what you can do with a property if you buy it um, and then just spend, you know, say there's no yard put in or if it was overgrown and just going in and redoing the landscaping can be it can be a huge one. So some just good old fashioned sweat equity made my list there of helping find those Black Friday deals. The sixth thing that I wrote down, and I know we've done whole shows on this, and so you know it doesn't do it justice here, but it made my list of where those Black Friday deals are, 
And that is going through the auction process. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of dangers there. And like I said, I'm not going to be able to time-wise, you know, in one show get through it. But it did make the list. There are some deals to be had at auctions. There's some. There's also some tax auctions where you can buy. And there's a famous, you know, I mean, there's a famous real estate story. It's super cool if you get a chance to look it up. Um, and I believe it was fact-checked where someone in, it was either Spain or Italy, had bought a country estate um, from a tax sale. And when they went out, there there was like a chateau, and then there was a big, huge barn in the back, and the doors were welded shut. No one had been in the barn. And, and when they cut open the doors and opened the barn, there was like 25 Ferraris in there, like old school wow. collectible Ferraris. And so I think if you just type in like tax estate Ferraris in Google, it comes up. The pictures are absolutely incredible, like stuff, just barn finds that wouldn't happen in today's day and age. But they are still are tax auctions all the time. I have to. I helped a client with one um, last year. Sometimes you see these come up with recreational properties, mm -hmm. properties that are second homes that people forget about or estates forget about, and then these deals come up and you can bid on them. There are, though, you have to watch out for. You will come across a decent amount of competition. There are people that do this professionally that just watch these sales, mm -hmm. but you can still find those deals out there. Seventh thing that I wrote down for finding your Black Friday real, est real estate deals, I wrote down, be cognizant of and look up expired listings that did not sell. A property that you wondered, like, man, that was for sale for three months, and then the sign came down and the owners didn't move. Um, I wonder what's going on there. Is this one of those properties that has something unique about it that you can solve that problem for the seller? Or or potentially, in many cases, it's worth asking, but in many cases, maybe the seller just changed their mind or they had a number they had to hit or they couldn't make the move across the country or, or out of town. But in a lot of those cases, too, maybe they were realistic about the market to start with, and now that's adjusted and changed. And if you approach that person in a lot of times, there are some deals to be had in that situation. And then the eighth thing that I wrote down and the last thing um, that I'll end with in this situation, and that is just remember to buy when things are, are for sale. Mm -hmm. And people are like, well, Lance, what are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? And you're like, how do I know when houses, you know, when houses are, are for sale? Trust me, you'll know. And, <laughs> and it's not, it, it might, it's everything I talked about in this point, one through seven, is applicable to this, to this market. This point is not. Don't call the radio show and say, Lance, you're not talking about stuff that's realistic. Because I'm telling you, one through seven was, this point is not, but trust me, it happens in real estate. There mm -hmm. will be a time when the market is slightly different than it is now, and things will be on sale. More sellers than there are buyers. In that situation, prices houses, will go down. Houses will go on sale. And and even if it's not Tri-Cities, let's say it's not here, it could be in other markets. So I've got a number and number of stories of investors and friends and clients and family members who have bought 
when things are on sale and you got to look at why the reasons uh, migration patterns and what's going on there but if you can have the cash saved and the ability to buy in those situations real estate will cycle and then mm-hmm. there will be a cycle opportunity to take advantage of at some point um, to to change that change that path so those are my how do I get the Black Friday Cyber Monday deals in in real estate. If you didn't spend all your money yesterday, um, feel free to go to KenMartin.com, yes. shoot us a message. We would love to help with how that works and what that situation looks like. Enjoy enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we will be right back here next week. Right here on News Talk 870.